Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast with me, Uilani Tevanga. Are you an ambitious, goal-getting woman yet often feel depleted, sometimes even numb? Are you chasing success yet deeply desiring significance? Do you feel you're walking a tightrope of too much or not enough? From a young age, success meant safety, so I always achieved, but it wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be and I couldn't stop running. I feared one day if I stopped, it would all fall apart. Spoiler, it all fell apart anyway. In my darkest space, I went inward. I found the truth, my truth. I got to meet myself for the first time, to let go of shame and heal so I could help others in a deeper way. Imagine if you were able to unlock abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify who you already are through magnetic embodiment, emotional mastery, tapping into your intuition, and reclamation of pleasure. Oh yeah, we're going there. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. Hi, my sis. I'm taking a sacred pause right now. I had a download drop in this week and it took me for a ride. And I'm like, you know what? I am trusting. I went through one of my journals and I one of the things that popped up when I was just really into this soul integration work was ideas do not come to us. They are meant to come through us. And it is something that I have been learning and integrating and digesting and really finding such truth and resonance with that. And so with the spirit of ideas are meant to come through us. I am opening myself up on a deeper level in this episode and trusting that it is meant to serve one of you, maybe more. But as a collective, there has been some deep swirling energies and I am leaning into that, putting a pause on sharing. I am still taking those of you who feel called to the vessel. It, the marketing is, is shifting a little bit. I realize, you know, I am a mentor and a guide. I am not this marketer, okay? And I understand just really quickly. It really, oh, but how does it make sense to people? And I'm just like, I just want it to feel good. I want us to learn how to trust and access this inner knowing. And so I am shifting some words with the marketing, but the underlying intention of it all remains the same and it's really about unlocking deeper levels of self-trust and I get it that we desire abundance and bliss and this part of growth is about connecting to our bodies and to our sacredness sacred wisdom so just know that that is shifting and that is my signature offering that I love with all my heart and it will evolve and so as I do as well but back into what I am sharing today I was swimming in the ocean this obviously she's always swimming in the ocean (laughs) but it's where I get my deepest downloads and what dropped in for me today and I'm going to talk a little bit about not a little bit a lot about religion again 
because it has a lot to do with my undoing and my rage and coming back home to my body is breaking off these shackles. And one of the shackles was not being able to access myself and not being able to access rage within my body and not being able to access pleasure within my body and feeling shame. There is an element in all of this sensuality, embodiment, sisterhood, healing work that is really not being talked about. And it is shame. And it is a missing component in all the things. And I recently found the most beautiful soul. Gosh, and I desire to learn from this person. And when I connect deeply with the message, I always go and I invest. And, I, and, I, and I've heard something and it's like, if it speaks to you, it is for you. It belongs to you. Like there's a charge that you're connected to this message. And this man's name is David Bedrick. And they're doing this like what's called a shame clinic. And it, it was so beautiful to find this. It was like so manifested because it's things that I've been sitting with and not and not being able to put words into it. And I feel like that is also the kind of work that I do. So many of you intuitively feel this. So many of you intuitively have been going through this and you're unable to find the words, which really points to the point of healing work that I get that it's so easy when we come up against big emotions and big sensations and these big aha downloads and like life-changing shifts and whatnot, that you want to go and process it alone and you want to go and hide and you want to take a freaking year off, right? Like I, I went into a shell multiple, multiple times and you know, having a cocoon period is important so you can get quiet and get grounded. But the greatest healing work that transpires is having a community to do it with, to witness you, to affirm you, to hold you, Everyone is so concerned about ascending, right? And yet we realize that it's in the relations, which is the basis of relationships, that the greatest healing happens. And so I just want to offer that to you if you are in a space of, oh, I got to heal and go off into the woods and be, be alone. Like I get it, been there, done that. And I'm telling you the quantum leaps that you are desiring because it's not easy happens within the safety of those who truly have walked the path and are walking the path and doing the work alongside you and that is how we are truly designed especially as women to be held that is ancient that is the truth i feel it i hope you feel it too so back to wow that was a big roundabout back to what dropped in this week it was the word patriarchy and I understand that this past year we've been talking a lot about like patriarchal and we'd say these words like the government and we're upholding the patriarchy and we're fighting the patriarchy and you're just like, it's the men, it's the men. And I want to say it is not the men. It is the governing bodies and the entities that place themselves above all. And I went and I was like, oh, so in the church that I grew up with, and this is the first time I am sharing this, I grew up in what's called the LDS church, the Mormon church. 
maybe this is the first time and I never said I was gonna say you know I've never shared oh this is a church I left I left the Mormon church I am in the process of taking our what's called our official papers out gosh that felt so good to say out loud but I never shared that I just would say religion and I didn't want to just bash and I'm not bashing but I am affirming what is needing to cleanse out of my body in little doses and it's so much a part of reclaiming the sensuality the embodiment the self-trust the deep emotions it's reclaiming my motherhood my marriage my my everything i was raised into the church i have lineal ties to the mormon church from the beginning of its creation i have ancestors on the on my father's side Um, my maiden name is synonymous with one of the modern what we call prophets of the church and we were the ultimate mormon family the ultimate mormon family my husband served a church mission we got married in the temple we had children bang 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 we spoke we sang we dressed the part we we did everything we believed to the core to the core to the core to the core it probably shakes people up it enrages them they probably come and think well you never believed in the first place oh no we believed and that is a lifetime of what I see as like being blindfolded and you never know anything different and you're just like this is the whole the truth the truth the truth the only truth as I have been sharing about um, the religious conditioning the amount of messages that I receive from those of you and I am so here to hold space I apologize if I always don't get back you know sometimes I I pop in on my Instagram and I post and I get out and I'm on to the next thing in my life and I I can't sit and I want to just give the most meaningless I mean the meaningful um, space and I have to just kind of digest what comes to me and and the, the stories that you share I do see that there are a lot of like I will say haole or white um, women in Utah sharing how they leave the church and they you know okay cool there's always like a space for that you know um, obviously like the LG oh my gosh I was getting tongue tied you know what I'm talking about um, the queer community will share you know I remember my my cousin of mine who. I first had, we had first found out, like, you know, he came out and he's like, I'm gay. And it, and we're like, okay, cool, like, right on, you know, in our family. I have lots of bestie mahus that I love to death. I'd never seen it as anything. And even if when we were super LDS and maybe that that's a big clue for us, we never had any kind of charge around it. I could never get on board with, no, you can't be married and like whatever. I think me and my husband would just always keep ourselves, you know, thoughts to ourselves. We're like, it really makes no difference. And we would always say, if one of our children decide that they want to love the same sex, like that's our child. I think one of the big heartbreaking parts, and that's probably a whole episode and I'd love to find guests on this, watching people in the church you know take their own lives because there was such shame public shame and 
communal shame that existed for having these thoughts. I would love to bring my husband on. I, you know, I, I just think like, well, where does this, all of this fit, right? And like embody abundance. Man, it, it's really going on the barriers. And here is a personal barrier that has existed in, in my field for 30-something years, 36. And I have been unraveling from the church for the last three years publicly semi-publicly for the last year with my family you know we've been going through this together my lots of questions coming up you know about like what happens when we die what happens now where I'm not expected to go on a mission (laughs) okay what about dating what about drinking like there's all these faith faith transition is no freaking joke But going back to the word patriarchy, this dropped in this week and I'm like, huh, patriarchy is what we seem to be like, quote unquote, fighting against, right? As wahinans, as women. But do we even understand what the context of that? Because no, it's not fighting against the man, the man, the man. No, an embodied masculine, an embodied man. And we each have feminine and masculine, just letting you know, masculine also doesn't mean man just man it's the energetics behind it but an embodied man to me embodied masculine a not wounded one an empowered one supports the feminine but that is different from the way that a patriarch supports and if you grew up in a church like the mormon church you will know that you you have a patriarch of your home and that is typically your husband the one who presides and then when you go into the church building or to the church structure you even have a patriarch and we even have this thing called a patriarchal blessing and so i wanted to break down this word because it really sat in my field like huh patriarchy and i just went straight to the internet right like we always do patriarchy is a system of relationships beliefs and values embedded in political social economic systems that structure gender inequality between men and women attributes seen as quote-unquote feminine or pertaining to women are undervalued which attributes regarded as masculine or pertaining to men are privileged so an example of patriarchy there are positions of power and authority it's a word you will hear in the mormon church over and over again those with the authority if you have the authority do you have the authority right and they think this the authority comes from the divine And it was always the men who have the authority and very, very small amount of women have like limited authority. A male domination in the patriarchal society, tongue tied, would be a man who holds a position of the CEO or the head of the company or the place every single day. So patriarchy really refers to the male domination. And it is the opposite 
of patriarchy is like matriarchy, right? So there's patriarchs and there's matriarchs and you have that matriarchal society. And I don't really want to talk about that, but I want to talk about like the pain that comes from being under a patriarchal place and why that creates so much shame. It is designed to keep women less. And I know that I, man, this episode feels so big. Okay, so it'd probably be like a two-part. Why this serves, whether you grew up in the LDS church or not, or you're just listening to the stories, is now that I have left the church, the craziest thing is that it shows us what we think about most, we actually call in to our lives. And you're like, wait, how did that even go? So stick with me. One of the things growing up in the church is we said, oh, the people who leave the church, the apostates, we call them, we would call them the ones who apostatize and they leave and like, I will never leave. And oh, poor thing them. We demonize. But what's so interesting is we, we don't even, we didn't even realize that we were actually demonizing the self that we are today. So I want you to hear that because a lifetime of shaming others really sold karma to shame ourselves sitting with the shame with the rage with all these deep-seated emotions of untangling from religion really stemmed from what I was planting in my field through the words the judgment the ideas and it's not completely my fault okay so that's one thing that I give myself grace for because I was really as a good member speaking like thinking like following like exactly how I was taught to follow we say we don't judge and yet we absolutely do even when we patronize and feel sorry for people who decide to no longer align themselves I don't carry a deep hate I don't want to carry that frequency in my body. But what I do know is it is time for me to express this. Where it fits in the idea of this podcast, I don't know. But I do know that it feels like a sacred space that is missing, especially amongst those of you in the islands. It is a deep-seated wound that even if you're not going to church right now or you've been gone for a while, it affects you. I read it. I hear it. It affects me. And so on the path to liberating ourselves, right, this deep liberation, like I want to feel my power, got to feel the pain. Like that is, if we're unwilling to go to the depths, right, and this is where the patriarchy has taught us, the dark, the bad, the demon, the devil, like the dark, right? That's where the devil lives. Like, okay, here's what my ancestors say. Pull, wisdom, creation, 
sexuality, sensuality. These are the things that come from the dark. What comes from the dark? The stars, the map to new lands, to bigger downloads, to silence, to quiet. Like the, the dark, yes, okay, we can try to say that there's evil spirits and I don't know, like, okay. But the dark that I'm talking about is the shame that has been sitting and has a chokehold on every facet of our life. And in order to move forward in our business and have this self-trust and all the things that we talk about so surface level shit, like it's time to dive. Maybe this is not resonating because you're like, I didn't grow up in your church and that sounds pretty crazy. Like, whoa. But shame sits in so many fields because we all are a a part of like patriarchal violence, right? In, In some shape or form through the way that our culture was molded, through the colonization of like our indigenous cultures. There, there's a lot of patriarch to unravel in families that we grew up in where we were taught to be disembodied because that's a whole nother thing. But before we can understand like being embodied we have to understand that we grew up disembodied and we were never led into our bodies as a way of accessing ourselves when we were like oh how are you feeling I feel stressed I feel scared like okay but can you tell me where you feel that like what part of your body did you feel that is it feeling in your opul in your in your stomach did you feel it in your your jaw in your chest in your mutty like in your genitals like where are these sensations coming from what are they feeling like? Do they feel hot? Do they feel numb? Because numb is a sensation. Do they feel tight? Like why, why is this important that we access the body? Because your mind will keep you in a loop. Your mind will play ideas with you that truly aren't even yours. It's like unraveling from this, this long book that you have believed forever and ever and ever. And then you're like, wait, I'm, I thought this was the way to be because someone else gave you the answers because the patriarchy told you what, what to believe because you're like, okay, yes, you, you, you signed these um, unconscious contracts within the mind. But the body is the easiest way to access their truth. Everybody want to talk about truth. Everyone wants to be like, I'm in my truth. This is my truth. Yes. And before it gets watered down, before it gets tainted the truth is the wisdom in the body and that is why I I just love the work that I do and why it's like this is your vessel this is your divine vessel and nobody can fuck with that because often when we say like ah our our bodies have a can express and experience things that the mind truly cannot we come with so many labels, we come with so many experiences, and they're based on outer experiences and outer answers and outer influences. But what lives inside of us, right? It's our most authentic selves. We try to, and that's what religions do, 
they bypass neglect and they dismiss your body. Your body has no place except for making babies and using your hands to bake bread, give service, which is not a bad thing. It's holy in itself, but that's not the only reason why I exist in the world. So as I have been diving into shame, it's understanding that I have lost access to so much of my life. And that is, feels painful. As a 30-something-year-old, I know it's like, don't dwell on the past, but I, I couldn't even process the past. I am processing the past. And, I, and I'm giving myself the full fucking permission to understand my own emotional intelligence, which is my body. Sacred feminine rage, okay? Sacred feminine rage is when we realize how we have been lied to, misled, mistreated by these patriarchal, brainwashed entities that engulf ourselves in shame. When we, for desiring more, for desiring connection, for desiring pleasure, for desiring understanding, like being able to ask questions without someone saying, you know what, you're not a good member. I need you to like repent. What? Wait, you're not a holy woman because you want to be sexual. Wear that bikini. Like, gosh, you're such a chokehold. And when we start to access and start to do this work what i want to share with you those of you that are listening that are doing this in silence and and being like oh i can't can't fuss with this it feels like it's going to swallow me up i just want to give you the space that if you pass through rage and you allow the rage to come through you burn the shame that does not stern for you there's an embodiment practice that I learned and it's something that I have deeply learned to access the moments where I I remember feeling joy, I remember feeling excitement, and then I allow myself to go and feel upset. Like, what took you out of joy? And I remember these these moments, right? They could be big, they could be small, they could be like very traumatic, or they could just be someone shaming me. When I allow rage to come through and like feel it in my body and I contort in like formless ways because the passing of rage is not going to be done up in your head. If you do, you're probably going to get a headache. You're going to get a massive um, vein popping out. You're going to feel like, ah, I feel crazy and now I'm popping off and it's crazy. Like, But like if you allow your body to <sighs> breathe into rage and feel and touch those parts of your body that feels like fucking tense and Oh, and you contort your body and this is part of the work that I will do with those of you that feel called and I wish I could share this on the screen I understand people are going to be like whoa right it has to be whoa it is earth shattering and we're untangling ourselves from something that is a sickness and has been a sickness and has had so many of us in a chokehold for so so long if the path of liberation is what you are desiring as much as I do because calling in this abundance and clearing out our field for more and not in the sense of like more stuff but more peace and prosperity there is 
the sacred rage that I invite you to explore. Get curious about your body. Get curious about your yoni. Get curious about your sexual energy that is also connected to your cyclical and your, your hormones as women. We were taught that it was not safe, that it was dirty, that it was wrong, that it was bad, but that's the very thing, right? That The thing that we've been taught to hate and to look away from, it defines us as women. It defines our womb, our pleasure, our pussy, our, yes, I said pussy, our, and I invite you to read that book if you have not, our, our bleeds, our energetic intricacies, like our sensitivities, like all the things that make us wahine, these patriarchal entities have severed that for ugh, thousands of years, but specifically, <laughs> getting all tongue-tied here, with entities like staunch religions, like the one that I am no longer a part of. We can no longer hide away from shame that resides so deep in our kino, in our body. Having the bold bravery to witness shame, to acknowledge shame, to understand that it has a force in our hearts keeps us from speaking, keeps us from creating, keeps us from standing, from leaving, from running, from expressing. It's the first step. Be mad. Be pissed. Feel that. Look into what was it that kept you in shame. Don't go around it. Some of the, the greatest words, right, and wisdom, sometimes the only way through it is through, through it. We can no longer ignore how deep shame runs through our neurological and physiological wiring because we were born into these patriarchal defined societies and religions that it was shame at its very core that had people move or not move. Historically, if you look at when shame was created, it was really about the communal belonging. Oh, you leave you leave the tribe. Like how are you gonna how are you gonna live, right? How are you gonna trade with your tribe? How are you gonna how are you gonna exist? How are you gonna make it? But we no longer need a tribe to provide for ourselves, provide for our family. But just to explore how this presence of shame keeps us from desiring more, from desiring freely, from liberating ourselves, the embodiment map is not inaccessible to you, my sis. It is not inaccessible and it's not, okay, do it right now. As soon as you're done listening to this episode, like go and be mad and like go break things. (laughs) I'm not saying that. Explore. Evoke rage so you can understand how powerful you are. So you can feel to the depths. 
allow this fire within you to clear through the residues of the shame that no longer serves you. You want to know that? Oh, I release what no longer serves me. Oh, yeah? Do you release what no longer serves you? Or do you continue to shove it down? Or do you continue to hide it back? Because you don't want to hurt. Because you don't want people to think you're not good. You're not worthy. You're not holy. You're not anything else that you have been conditioned to play small under. I love you. I understand the depths of this. And I know that there is such a need for the sisterhood. I don't know what exactly it's going to look like. I will allow those of you who resonate with this to message, to collaborate, to offer. What do you need? How can I support you as I am also in this work? What does it look like for you? You know, what, what else do you want to talk about? What else do you want to know? What else do you want to know that it's not just you? Because there is so much healing that comes through not feeling alone in the heaviness of it all. I don't know other ways to express the depth of this. And I know, you know, I wrestle with this. Like, I must just sound like I'm just sitting around and being like, I'm so mad and I'm going to feel sexual. Like, I live a life, you know, you guys. Like, I drive my kids to school. I'm out here picking up dog poop in my yard. I'm building. I am cooking dinner just like you, doing laundry, doing homework, picking up the kids from, from everything. I... I keep so much of my family life off social media, but I know I have been feeling called to share these beautiful lessons of motherhood and marriage in a more intimate way, probably like um, in a weekly email or a monthly, I don't know, something like that. I don't just sit around just doing this type of work, but when it drops in, like I share often, I use my own life and this space as a vessel. I allow myself to feel what I want to feel and pray that it serves one of you, some of you. It is not the, all that I do, but it is a very important part of the work that I feel is so necessary. It feels so healing to share space. And so I am grateful in these moments, these, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes where we get to kind of access these parts of ourselves, and then we move on with our day and then we move on with a more intact way of relating to the world rather than existing in fragmented pieces that I don't understand and why am I doing this and it's like you know what I get to feel what I feel and I get to continue on and I feel more alive and that is honestly maybe the biggest part of my heart is that through the depths of exploration and calling back these fragmented pieces that we were only allowed to access because of, quote-unquote, the authorities, man, do I get to have a new life. Man, do I get to 
hug my children like I struggled to for so long how do you feel the, the, the depths of love when you were cut off from the depths of yourself maybe that is the biggest part in all of this it's this found of feeling alive when I really think that I have been living as a shell of myself. It's a new existence and it feels fucking amazing. And that is the feminine way, right? When we are turned on to our life, it is our heart and our nurturing nature that we share this it's it's grabbing hold of the brilliance and saying, Hair sis, try this. This is it. Like, I don't know else how to explain and like I was sharing, you know, the the program that I created. This is what I will be offering. I know it works. I work with so many of you. I have been a business coach for a over a decade but what I've actually really been was an alchemist this entire time a real spiritual life coach if you will whatever labels you got to put on it you know it's just my soul really desiring to make a difference and to understand myself and to be connected with all of you and I'm grateful for this space and sacred spaces are everything to me And in saying that, I am feeling called to create another sacred space. And it will be called a sacred shift. The sacred work that we do together. So on October 5th at 8 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time, the information will be in the show notes. I'm inviting you to a live masterclass. This is going to be a trauma-informed somatic workshop, meaning I will be giving you body-based tools that you can implement daily. It'll be a live transmission style, which means I will be, you know, probably having notes, but a lot of it will be live transmission where you can ask questions and we can engage, share stories, share downloads, share aha moments that come through. We're going to be talking a lot about survival mode about safety, about success, about surrender, how to connect to the wisdom of your body and access and amplify your intuitive gifts. Whether you believe that you're an empath, whether you believe that you are tough as nails, whether you believe that you're too sensitive or whatever other stories you have, how we can understand ourselves more on a deeper level and access these parts and know that there is safety and surrender. So you can go to the show notes below, get signed up. It is $22 and you can share with your friends. It's something that I've been sitting with this week and I'm like, yep, we're doing it. So if it is for you, I invite you on the 5th to come and just have this time together where we can interact in such an intimate way. So again, thank you for listening today. I hope to see you in the masterclass. If not, my DMs are always open. That's like the easiest way that we can connect. And I hope that this 
episode served you in some way or you can share it with someone who is also going through similar things you know we are more alike than anything but all my love my sis and i will see you on the next episode i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you loved what you heard and just want to share it with all your teachers out there sis do me a favor screenshot post and tag me on instagram so i can stock your profile and we can connect more there's so much goodness coming your way so don't forget to subscribe and i would love it if you left a five-star review so we can grow this space for our wahine mahalo for being here now get out and show the world how amazing you are